to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Have you ever had an employee working remotely? Why, yes, I have. And it's for better for a variety of different reasons. You know, sometimes it's out of necessity and sometimes um, we just didn't want to get rid of the employee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody's really great. You they want to keep them on your team. They're not allowed to move away. Move. <laughs> <laughs> you still are working for us and, and we were able to set it up somewhat successfully, I think. And um, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is how to make that work. Having employees that are not in the office that you don't see every day, how do you make that be successful? That sounds great. So let's start with, uh, with the first question, which is when we always talk about this, is um, people are like, well, how do you know they're working? Yeah, right? <laughs> which, people just envision, you know, doing somebody's doing their laundry mm-hmm. and watching TV and hanging out all day. How do right. I know they're actually getting anything and, done? And honestly, you have to kind of get comfortable with the fact that that might all actually be happening too. Right. Um, but they can also be really productive. And, yeah. and that's kind of what we're going to try and outline for people is how you can kind of, you know, make that because I, I mean, I think both of us grew up in uh, an era where, you know, FaceTime was very important. We work for companies where if your butt's not literally in the seat, you know, how do I know you're working? And if you're not, you know, in it, people might even say, well, well, she went to the bathroom. Oh, all right. You know, so you had to make excuses. <laughs> she went to go get some lunch. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, if you weren't there, they wonder, were wondering where you were. I mean, it's really about trust, right? Like you have to trust and believe this employee that you've hired, that you believe in is doing the work you've asked them to do. Right. And there are ways that you can hold them accountable, which is really what it's all about. And a lot of that is just really relying on those metrics. Um, and what, uh, hopefully you have metrics, you know, what they need to be, you know, goals and things that you set for people that have done in a, in a day. And, um, once they stop producing that, you know, that they're probably goofing off. It's probably yeah. the best way of describing yeah. that. And just like if they were in the office, if you have not completed X, you know, we're going to have a conversation and right. it's, it's kind of as simple as that. Yeah. It's a lot about, um, outcome, just measuring mm-hmm. the outcome and, And even one way that companies do that is having uh, touch bases and and every company does it differently. But like maybe every morning as a group or individually, like, hey, here's what I'm going to work on today. Here's my priority. Some companies do it every morning and at the end of the day. Some people say, you know, managers say, send me an email at the end of the day, what you got done today. Like, however, it works for you Mm -hmm. and your employees. But just having that little conversation of here's my goal and here's what I accomplished Mm -hmm. can be really helpful that you, you're seeing the outcomes and seeing that they're getting done what they need to do. But sometimes you might have to help them figure out what it is. Right, too. right. And you might have to, you know, kind of create a spreadsheet or a scorecard for them so they know what to do every day, what they know, what their weekly goals are. You know, how many, if it's a salesperson, for example, um, how many contacts did you make? You know, how many um, cold calls, how many warm leads, you know, all of that. And it all totals up at, at the end of the week. And you discuss all of that and make sure that those things were com- accomplished by that particular deadline yeah and and you know just going back to it's really all based on trust and to your point like they might be turning on uh you know a tv show at lunchtime Mm -hmm. because that's what they want to do and enjoy their lunch hey that's fine like who cares if they get their work done do you actually care if they watch the tv show at lunchtime they could have you know 
goofed off at work at lunchtime too. <laughs> right. it's like being in the office doesn't right. mean you're working, you know, that doesn't mean it either. either. Especially, you know, with social media and a lot of distractions, you know, people's cell phones and things like that. It's not like you're going to, you know, confiscate all of them. Yeah. Um, you have I, to trust people. Yeah. There's it, this, this whole worry of like people are goofing off quote unquote. And right. It's like, <laughs> well, if, if they were that person who's inclined to do that, they can do it anywhere. Right. So you have to believe you, you hired the right person who believes in their work and what they're doing and they're going to get done what they said they would. Right. And it's hard. It was hard for me because, you know, um, again, like I had said, you know, we kind of grew up in that, that FaceTime world. And once I didn't, if I don't see them, how do I know they're it's how many hours you put in? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, um, honestly, I think with most of this, that is probably the biggest barrier it's it's the mental game that you play with yourself as the employer to make sure that that is done. But hopefully some of these you know tips we're going to give you too. you know, starting with that one um, will start putting your mind at ease. And I can almost preface this even by saying the thing that kind of got me over the hump was um, if you don't trust your people, why are they working for you? Um, <laughs> Great and that, point. And that just kind of summed Regardless, it all up for me. It's yeah. like, you know, no matter what, how, you know, if they're if they're not doing their job, if I don't trust them, why have I hired them? So that, yeah. you know, we'll start with that almost in a way. And then we'll move on to the other thing, other things too, with, which is, um, you know, some people might have concerns whether or not they get a project done on time. Um, one way to do that is to always have little touch bases along the way to check the progress. Yeah. Check in, have milestones, have, you know, mini due dates along mm-hmm. the way. Like you said, check-ins, like all the same things that probably you would use in the office mm-hmm. too. You just might have to be more purposeful about you do it, how right. you do it. Maybe in the office, you would just swing by their desk like, hey, how's it going on this project? Right. You don't have that opportunity, but you could chat them or you can mm-hmm. both have a shared spreadsheet where they enter, you know, the next steps that are done or whatever. Like you might just have to create a purposeful system mm-hmm. of how you do that because mm-hmm. you don't have just the casual conversation. Right, right. And um, ways that I have done that that have helped me is I have scheduled meetings. Um, it, you can't have that casual stop by, but I have to have it on my calendar. And I'm always like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen because my day will just get away from me. So there might be a touch base, you know, every week, every day, whatever it takes, where I'm going to contact that person. How's it going? Do you need anything from me? Sometimes it's nothing. And, and I try not to make it where it turns into something that is just, you know, kind of a useless meeting, but we have still touched base. I've seen that person's face. Um, I, they're not concerned or I don't and, and hopefully they're making me not concerned and we can just all move on from that and the project will eventually get done. Yeah. And you can use project management tools too. I mean, they're, regardless if you work in an office or not, you might be using these kind mm-hmm. of tools. People use shared calendars. They use things like Trello and Asana and, you know, all kinds of project management tools. Like most uh, project management software people are using is on a cloud anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're working at home or not. You're right. probably using the same tools, but there are a lot of tools that that can be utilized whether you're in an office or not Absolutely. to help and, manage projects. And that would be really beneficial if you have a larger team you're trying to manage too, because again, you know, like I'm using this example of a calendar. I mean, the team here is not so massive yeah. that I need to get something super deluxe to keep everything organized. But honestly, it, maybe if your team is big enough, you do have a project manager at that point mm-hmm. to help you with that and they can keep in touch with people. Um, but a lot of these softwares function just the exact same way. You know, you, you get, you know, pinged when things are due and you could touch base and just have that software do the work for you and 
it again it'd make it really just a super easy relationship at that point yeah I guess I sort of feel like the answer to like how do I know the project will get done on time is the same way you know it will get done on time if they were sitting in your office right because <laughs> you're checking in yeah. <laughs> you're asking questions and and things like that um Another concern that people always have is, will the work be high quality and meet my expectations? Um, for me, and you know, feel free to chime in, Kristen, um, I like to hire people that are better than me in some areas. So I'm hoping it's going to be better than what I would have come up with anyway. I'm not going to get too full of myself thinking that if I'm not 100% involved in it, it's going to lose quality in any way. I want them to own it. I want them to bring their expertise to the table. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And this is another one that to me, it's no different between working remotely or not that person is either producing high quality work or they aren't mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that they're in the office that's not making their work more high quality mm -hmm. um you know they're either capable of doing what you're expecting or they need help getting there like being sitting three feet from you doesn't make the difference of that right so right. it's hiring the right person it's giving them good direction. Mm -hmm. And that, that, I guess that goes That's back to you another, as a manager becomes important. Yeah. Another thing that maybe you have to be more purposeful about mm -hmm. being really clear about what your direction expectations are, because you're not just peeking over their shoulder all day long. So kind of back to the project management, maybe you just have to purposefully have more conversations and look at their work, you know, on a scheduled time, like mm -hmm. you said, schedule mm -hmm. meetings and so on, because you're not doing the casual drive-by <laughs> right. that you may in, in an office. But they they should be able to produce high-quality work if they have that capability. It might be more on you, right. to your point, on right. you, to make sure you're telling them what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And um, they might actually appreciate you not stopping by all the time <laughs> to check up on them, too. Um, they could be more productive in that regard, too, if they're just left alone to get a project done. Yes. Uh, but again, you know, there, there are ways to, to kind of stay on top of that and not be on top of each other, I guess is the best yeah. way of putting and, it. And your point about like more frequent check-ins mm -hmm. is really important, I think, with this like quality and expectations as well, because you don't want something to get too far off the path for too long. Right, If right. you're checking in every day or two and it starts to veer over here, you can, you know, pull it back. Right. But if they've been working out for two weeks. Right. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is completely wrong. It's like, that's two weeks of their work. Right. It's just wasted. Right. So checking in often enough to get keep things on track. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another concern people had is um, that people start feeling disconnected. Yeah. But in today's that, world, you don't have to. Yeah. I, mean, that's, <laughs> I think that's a real concern. And, and I will admit, like, I don't love working from home all the time. Mm -hmm. I do it from time to time, and especially if I really am like, writing or doing something I need some focus Same. you know quiet time I appreciate that option but I miss people mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so if I am not able to you know work in a space where I see people often I like to use a lot of the tools and we have some great tools that we use like we have video calls instead of phone you know mm -hmm. meetings so I get to see everybody's little face <laughs> all in a square like the Brady Bunch but at least I see everyone um we use slack so we have Slack and we have lots of channels that are very important and informative about the company, but we also have some channels that are just fun and mm -hmm. you share the stuff that you would chat about while you're waiting for your coffee to brew. You right, know, right. Like having just the personal connection. I think that's the thing you can miss when you're not working together in an office is you'll still talk about work, but you won't talk a lot about all the other little personal stuff you learn about people over lunch mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You lose that. Yeah. And I, again, I think there are 
is a lot of technology out there to help you recapture a lot of that. I think that, you know, um, there's, there's people and either yourself or people that we know that might live far away from family or things like that. And again, with, you know, things that are, have been produced, there are ways to stay in touch, you know, things from like FaceTime to social media to, and I mean, for me, I, I don't live near my family and it's like one of the greatest things. And I feel like we're always in touch because people will post things or um, we'll have little chats and, things like that and you're not that far away at that point so you can still kind of keep those connections if you kind of maybe rethink it as it how you maybe stay in touch with your family or friends over the years versus um it just just being an employee you know yes you have to kind of force a little more personal in there i guess yes and um some people use these tools in different ways that are really clever like i've never personally done this but sometimes um people will like both log into like we use hangouts Two people might log into Hangouts, say, okay, I, I want to, you know, write blogs for an hour. Me too. We're both going to log in. We're both like kind of working together mm-hmm. on work, but it's like we're sitting next to each other and how's it going? I'm doing great. Okay, good. Keep going. And like, they'll do it for an hour together. Right. Like they'll have this focused work blast together on video mm-hmm. and they're not even interacting. They're not actually working together, but, but they're, they're working yeah. next to each yeah. other. So people are finding all kinds of interesting ways to use these tools to satisfy the need they need. And right. and sometimes that can help people stay on track. Like, exactly. Okay, we're both logging in. I'm going to put in an hour focused work on this. You know? <laughs> but I'm going to see you on the TV at the same time. Yes. Um, that kind of goes into the whole collaboration thing too, because, you know, people are concerned that um, they'll lose that collaboration part of it, um, which I think is very vital for a lot of teams. And for us, I mean, we will have quarterly get-togethers where everybody's together we all talk and collaborate and things like that but under some circumstances you might not have that option um and you have to do everything still visually um but pretty much the example that you just said is perfect way to kind of collaborate you know you're just i'm just going to have you on you know a go-to meeting or something and we're going to kind of work together and talk through things through and we'll be together but it's just not technically in the same room yeah absolutely Um, so another one is how will we communicate, which I think is Mm -hmm. some of the things we were just talking about. Right. All the same, you know, lots of ways. Yeah. (laughs) All the tools you use already plus more. So, you know, you're still going to use email, probably a chat. If you have a chat, we do Slack, Mm -hmm. video, phone, you know, there, there are many ways. And so in some, I guess that can also be difficult because there are so many ways. So I think it's good to have some agreement with your team of, what you use what tool for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so chat can be i need a really super quick answer either like it's a one word answer or quick like i need to know right now Mm -hmm, (laughs) like mm -hmm, i need an immediate mm -hmm. response versus email might be i need to share something a little more elaborate read this over you know give me your response something's complicated let's just have a phone call or let's have a video call so we can talk through it not trying to write a you know seven page email right you know there's like different different reasons to use different tools and slack might be read this when you can or here's just some information i'm pushing out fun that i want someone to know about you know but it's not urgent and you know but you know um like you let people know the rules yeah you you don't need to fill everybody's email box with this announcement i'm just Mm going to put it up in slack everybody will see it sometime today that's fine or you put up all the pertinent information in slack or chat and then um you get upset because people didn't see it right away you didn't tell everybody that that's where they have to be. You know, yeah. they can't have everything open at all times and check everything all the time. But if you say this is our main way to communicate, and it could even be that uh, project management tool, um, 
just declare this is where everything's going to be. Please check it. What's kind of nice about Slack and things like that is that you can break it down to different categories. Um, so you could see what the urgency is, you know, could, cause you could make one, just a fun one. This is, you know, an announcements for everyone, you know, immediate ASAP or whatever. Um, but you can make the, honestly, if you had just email to work with, just tell people if you, everybody could just check their email, you know, four times a day, once an hour, whatever your urgency level is, um, just let people know what the rules are as far as what the communication is going to be. And people will get less lost, I think. Cause there, again, there are so many different ways. Yeah. It can be almost overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you have to check everything all the time. So you're right. That's just totally saying expectations. Right. Here are all the tools we use and here's what we use them for. And here's how often I expect you'll look at them. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I have a lot of things open that I try and hit like, you know, do a rotation of everything just to check, 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 you know. And yeah. um, but even that kind of adds up. But I have to make right. sure that I've completed something that I can go check. But if somebody's telling me something's coming to you on LinkedIn, right. you know, I'll know to watch LinkedIn, you know. Yeah. And and to your point, if if people think they have to check all those places all the time, all they will do is check. They won't <laughs> right. ever get any work done. It's right. like I checked all my five places. Then I have to start back over. Mm-hmm. So if I know, OK, you only expect me to look at email twice a day. I will just, you know, close it until three o'clock. When right. I check it again. I got to focus on this because I also know if it's urgent, you'll send me a chat. Right. And my chat right. window is always open. Right. So, you know, I and think that says check your email. Yeah. Have, <laughs> right. I sent you some elaborate email. Please go read it. Exactly. Right. But at least having those expectations, because one side is people don't look often enough and then you're frustrated. They didn't see your message mm-hmm. or all they're doing is checking their platform right continuously right. <laughs> and you gave them goals that they're trying to meet and, and you're, try- they don't even know where the communication is coming from so it's just, it, it could get confusing but just make sure that that is all clear up front as far as what the communication style is going to be yes so uh, another one is uh how will they collaborate collaborate with other team members and we've touched on that a little mm-hmm. bit some of the different communication tools the video like maybe having you know, work hour with mm-hmm. their their buddy they usually sit next to or their friend that they've never sat next mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Um, or having little group work, work sessions, definitely meetings. We really encourage using video for meetings as much as you possibly can. Versus a, just a call, which is just so, so we're clear on better. that. Yes, versus a call. So much better to be able to see the person, body language, all of that kind of stuff. It just feels so much more like a real mm-hmm. conversation and, and meeting. And people have seen like the the spoofy things like on um, conference call bingo and things like that about people dropping off and please put yourself on mute. Oh my God, I was on mute. I didn't even hear what I said. So um, at least with a conference call, you could possibly wave somebody down if they're on mute. Or, right. Yeah, at or, least with video, <laughs> you're like, we can't hear you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you have, uh, you're opening an, another sense to the conversation. You got the visual sense going, um, not just trying to listen and jump in because you can kind of see, also see too, when somebody wants to say something. Um, I had a lot of difficulty on being a conference call just recently and it's like, I want to start talking, but then they wanted you to announce your name. By that time, five, three people were saying their name and I was like, well, who's talking next? But you, know, you can raise your hand if it's a large group or again, you can see if somebody's trying to make a point through um, it being visual too. Yeah. Um, and and the person call. leading the meeting can see too. Right. They, they right. can be watching and say, oh, I can see Catherine's trying to say something. Catherine, you know, call on you. Yes. And bring you into the conversation. Right. You can see if somebody's being distracted, you know, especially, you know, especially someone's bringing from home, their dog could run in and it's like, well, they're going to answer right now, I guess, you know, and they're going to have to take care of something or, you know, whatever. But it just, it just adds so much more, I think. Yeah. Which way. actually is a good point to bring up. If you're the person leading the meeting, 
you know, it's just like a real meeting, have an agenda, yes, have a time frame, yes, all those yes, kind of things. Yes. But you have to be maybe a little more aware of making sure everyone is, you know, pulling everyone mm-hmm. into the conversation, being able to watch everybody's little right. square and actually calling on people and so on. Just like maybe you would in real life, mm-hmm. but I think just a little higher awareness of that. Right. Because you can see if somebody's in deep thought or um, whatever, but yeah, just getting everybody to collaborate on a particular topic that is that elevates it a lot if you can actually see the people too yeah and really that covers another question we hear which is what about attending meetings um you can meet via conference call if need be again we'll promote video if Mm -hmm. it's possible and it's interesting i heard a tip recently and i I think it's true because i've been in the situation of even if the other person is not quite comfortable with video if you turn yours on you still project more as if you were in a live meeting which I thought was really interesting even if agree. you're the little fine phone icon but I turn on my video I will c- have a conversation more like we're in person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so think about that even if the other person isn't quite ready to go there and turn on their yeah. camera maybe f- on your end do right and I, I think honestly once people try it they realize that it's actually more awkward just being on an audio <laughs> yeah the next time they'll probably turn on their the, camera too the hardest part is that you have to tell people that they have to you know put a shirt on <laughs> or do their hair or whatever um because i think a lot of people kind of like to hide behind you know just the conference call and not if they're working from home it's like oh that means i gotta get dressed you know what get dressed yeah <laughs> that's a whole other level it's, of yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at a different time but yes um but yeah it just really really encourage that if you can and, and another question we hear is, especially if someone is hiring a new person to work on their team, but it will be a remote role, is how will they absorb our culture? Like, mm-hmm. how will they know what we're all about? They're not here in the office with us, you know, having birthday cake or whatever right. the things are that we do here. And, you know, granted, that can be more difficult. This is something where I think you have to make a lot of extra effort to not just tell them about your culture, but show them your culture, mm-hmm. you know, if it's. Like another fun thing I've heard, we're real into birthdays here at Portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. So have remote birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. Like everybody dial in on video, get your little treat of choice and, you know, sing happy birthday to the person just like you would in person. Mm-hmm. Like you can still be your culture and express your culture even if you're not all together. But I think you have to be more thoughtful and and maybe go out of your way a little bit Mm -hmm. more to show your culture, especially to a new person. Of all the things that we talked about, this is probably the most challenging one. I think everything else is so easily solved by technology, but yeah, relaying the culture is, is challenging and you do have to think a little bit more outside the box on some of this and remote birthdays is a great example. That might be remote happy hours. If your team does that, you know, what other things does your team do? Um, that people could be included on a remote sort of basis. Um, is it, you know, maybe you bring speakers in. A lot of it could be just in the way that you communicate with each other. Like this is some of the words we never use. These are some of the words that we always use. Um, it And, and kind of um, peppering that through just continuously on how things are handled, how you handle clients, how you talk to each other. Um, if that person is not on the same page with all of that, then you might not have the right person. Yeah, it's... Um it's a lot of conversation about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also including them to um, kind of observe maybe the same way 
they would, if, if you were all in the office and they were learning a new role, they might sit with someone who's doing the role mm-hmm. or sit in on meetings that they're not really participating in, but just observing. You can have them do that virtually as well. They can dial in and just sort of be, you know, the silent observer or video in and still, you know, write along, quote unquote, right. like kind of sit, sit with the people doing the work or observe an interview or a meeting or whatever, the same way they would if they were in person. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess remembering to incorporate them wherever you can yeah. so they can absorb because culture is so absorbed. Yeah. You know, it's really it hard is. to just tell it. But you can kind of see, you know, how a culture is too. So yeah, if you're in that observing role or if you want people to kind of sit in, they can see how meetings are conducted, how people treat each other. You know, is everybody respectful? You know, is that a free for all? And it's not saying one is right or wrong um, because I think, you know, people fit into certain cultures, but you can at least start to see if they're a fit for your culture by doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think you're right. That's probably the most challenging is how do you communicate your culture and, you know, making extra effort to do so. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. a lot of it's what they see. Like yeah. you said, you could tell them, but what they observe, that's the that's the real culture is what they see happening. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and and, and the, the truth of the matter is too, you might just need a doer. You know, somebody get this project done and they don't need to be involved with anything else other than the check-ins. Um, that's fine too, you know, yeah. but it's, again, it could be just all very easily done just by, you know, great communication and the use of technology. Yeah, so something that really has occurred to me through this whole conversation is that we keep just saying you just have to do more and be more purposeful. Mm -hmm. So however much you normally communicate, like double it, however, however much you tell or explain or check in or project manage or share your culture, all those things like do twice as much as you think you normally would. You might be about right. (laughs) (laughs) And if that kind of scares you as an employer, um, I, I think, I mean, it can, but it shouldn't because, you know, at least in my position, I, I just like to know everything's taken care of. It could be like a two second check-in. Um, it doesn't have to take over your entire world, but it has to be in place and understood. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results that you want. I think that's a great point. It's maybe more about frequency than length of time. Mm-hmm. I don't need an hour meeting twice a week, but maybe I want to talk to you five minutes every day. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think some people have been in that position where, you know, you're going about your day and someone just checks in with you. I just want to check and see how you're doing. Is everything great? You know, and you just really appreciate that. And that could be a part of your culture too. It's like, this person just checks in that cares about me. Um, and it could be just like, you know what? I'm great. And that's, and that's the end of it. I mean, it could just simply be that quick. Right. And, and I think that kind of just checking in also addresses something. I don't think people talk about a lot, but it can be lonely, mm-hmm. especially if, Maybe you have a team that works together and then you have one or two remote people and they're just off by themselves. They can feel very disconnected from the rest of the group. So just a quick chat like, hey, how's your day going? Exactly. And it goes a long way. And that's where things like um, chat and Slack and things like that I have found have been really useful too, because I feel that includes everybody. The information goes out to everybody. Nobody has to feel excluded. You know, you know, there's not like they have been working remotely and you haven't talked to them in two weeks. And it's like, Oh, I didn't even know that person you know, started or was fired or now we're doing it this way. Um, they're just always included as if, as if they're sitting right there. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. 
If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at portfoliocreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.